Greetings to you all at Kingsgate and greetings to my dear friends, Pastors Dave and Karen Smith. Delighted to be joining you on this Pentecost Sunday, the birthday of the church, the day when we remember God outpouring his Holy Spirit on his first followers and continues to do so today. At Bethlehem, we remember God with us. At Calvary, the cross, we remember God for us. And at Pentecost, we remember God in us. Pentecost is a celebration of God's desire to empower everyone that wants to know him. The Apostle John in the Bible called the Holy Spirit the paraclete, which is translated in our Bibles as counsellor and helper. The word paraclete means one who is called to give aid. During Jesus' three years of ministry, Jesus was the paraclete to his disciples. But as Jesus' crucifixion drew near, he assured his disciples, and it's recorded in John chapter 14, verse 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another paraclete to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. It was in expectation of this promise while the disciples were in lockdown that they were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. The Holy Spirit has come and hasn't left us. Let's look at the images in the Bible of the Holy Spirit and see how we can apply those to our lives today. First image, wind. A divine wind was present at the creation of the universe. God's breath brought life to Adam in Genesis 2 verse 7. And Jesus said to a man called Nicodemus in John chapter 3, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And at Pentecost, we read in Acts 2, suddenly, a sound like the rush of a mighty wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Wind speaks of the invigorating presence of God's Spirit. I don't know, sometimes, you know, I can be sitting in a room in my home and it feels a little bit stuffy 
And what do I do? I open the window to let the air in. And sometimes what we need to do is to say, God, breathe into me your Holy Spirit, the wind of your spirit, and breathe life into me. And maybe that's what you need today, the breath of God filling you. Second image, fire. God himself was referred to as a consuming fire in Daniel chapter 4 verse 24 and in Isaiah 33 verse 14. And in the New Testament, Jesus speaks of his mission on earth by saying, I have come to bring fire on the earth. In Luke 12 verse 49, John the Baptist said of Jesus in Luke chapter 3, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so at Pentecost, we read in Acts chapter 2, when the Spirit came, we read this, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit ignites the fire Jesus came to kindle. And we read in Acts 1 verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The disciples were ignited. They became living flames to share the good news of Jesus with others. And so the Bible encourages us in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 19. So let us not put out the Spirit's fire. And maybe some of us, we need the Holy Spirit to come on us like fire, to purify us, to cleanse us. I don't know, do you need some cleaning? Does your mind need a bit of cleaning? Does your heart need a bit of cleaning? Do you need purifying? Well, maybe the fire of God's Holy Spirit needs to come on you and in you to do just that. Or maybe you lack passion, you lack compassion, and, and you need to be ignited with the fire, the flame of God's Holy Spirit. So maybe that's what you need. You need to welcome him as the fire of the Spirit to ignite you. Third image, water. The imagery of the Holy Spirit being poured out like water is found throughout the Bible. So in Isaiah 44 verse 3 we read, for I will put water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring 
and my blessing on your descendants. We also read in Psalm 42, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Jesus spoke to a woman at a well in John chapter 4 and said this, whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling to eternal life. Only the Holy Spirit can quench our thirst because only the Holy Spirit can fill us with the love of God. Do you feel thirsty? If you feel thirsty, then you're thirsting for God and you need the love of God to quench your thirst. And you need to welcome God's Holy Spirit into you, poured into you like water to well up within you to overflowing. Fourth image, oil. Oil and the Holy Spirit are associated in the Bible for example, 1 Samuel 16, verse 13, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. The anointing with oil is instructed in the Bible for healing in James 5, verse 14. And the disciples also anointed sick people with oil for healing in Mark 6, verse 13. And in Acts 10, verse 38, we read, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we read, he anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is not an optional extra for Christians. We read in Ezekiel 36, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and keep my laws. The new covenant of God means that it is impossible to enter it without God's Holy Spirit. 
any kind of new birth is impossible without God's Holy Spirit. You know, some of us today, we might need the oil of the Holy Spirit to anoint us because it's a new day. There's a new call upon your life. It's a new season. Some of us might need the oil of the Holy Spirit because we need healing. We need healing of our bodies, of our minds, of our hearts. And maybe that's what you need and what you need to pray for uh, in a few minutes. The fifth image, the dove. Did you know that the dove is the only bird without a gallbladder? It's the only bird that doesn't store up any toxins. It is a bird that represents purity and peace. At Jesus's baptism, John the Baptist said in John chapter one, I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. It is he who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Five symbols. Wind. Fire. Water. Oil. Dove. The Bible warns us three times. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4 verse 30. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 19. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. Acts 7 verse 51. So what we're being told here is this. God wants to fill us with his presence, with his peace, with his power to purify us, to refresh us, to heal us. Don't resist that. Don't quench that. And don't go off and do what you know you shouldn't do. And by doing that, grieving the Holy Spirit. No, welcome the Holy Spirit. And in a moment, I'm going to pray that we will welcome the Holy Spirit through these symbols of the Holy Spirit into our lives. As I said near the beginning, we remember Bethlehem and Calvary and Pentecost. Bethlehem was God with us. The invisible God becoming visible in Jesus. Calvary, the cross, we remember God for us. He's for us because he came into the world to rescue us. My wife, Killy, and I, we've got three sons. 
and our firstborn was Michael, is Michael. And I, when he was about four years of age, he and I, we went to buy his mother, my wife Killy, uh, a Mother's Day present. So we walk into this store and as we walk into the store, we see this gigantic sign and it said, do not touch. All breakages must be purchased. I don't know why I didn't just walk out because I've got a four-year-old son, but not only that, I know what he's like and I know what I'm like. No, we started to wander around the store and because it said do not touch, we both started touching. But he knocked something over and I could see it from the side of my eye and I almost saw it in slow motion as I tried to reach out and try and grab hold of it, but I couldn't and it fell to the floor and smashed. The manager stood within seconds by us, pointing to the sign, do not touch, all breakages must be purchased. I said, I didn't do it, he did it, he did it. And there was a moment when I thought, why didn't I just walk out and let four-year-old Michael sort it out? He can sort out the damages. There was no way that four-year-old Michael could pay for the damages. In fact, all of his pocket money for the whole year wouldn't have been able to pay for what he had broken. Only his daddy could pay the damages. You and I, we've all broken God's commandments, God's values, God's principles in thought, in word and deed. We can't pay for the damages and the consequences. That's why Jesus did it for us. He did it for us on the cross. Bethlehem is God with us. The cross is God for us. He died on that cross to purchase for us forgiveness. But he rose from the dead and he's alive today and he gives us his spirit that can come into our lives to cleanse us, purify us, make the springs of living water well up within us to overflowing. Pentecost is God in us. If you've never begun this journey of faith, of following Jesus, if you've never really connected with Jesus, or maybe you have in the past, but you've kind of got distracted, diverted, why don't you come back? And before I pray for everyone to be filled with God's Holy Spirit, I want to invite you to connect with Jesus. And if you would like to do that, just pray this prayer, echo this prayer wherever you are. Jesus, thank you that you are for me. Thank you 
that you died on the cross to pay for my damages. I know I have done many things wrong and I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse my life. Set me free from the past. I invite you into my life now. Come in by your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your presence, your peace and your power. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. Welcome to everyone that prayed that prayer. And can I encourage you just to keep on keeping on. Can I now pray for you all? Some of you need the wind of the Holy Spirit to invigorate you and breathe life into you. Some of you need the fire of the Holy Spirit to purify you or to give you a passion to reach out to others. Some of you need the water of the Holy Spirit to quench your thirst. Some of you need the oil of the Holy Spirit to anoint you for a new task, a new season, or to heal you. And some of you need the dove of the Holy Spirit to bring peace into your life. So let's pray that now. Lord, I pray for everybody at Kingsgate, everyone that's tuned in now. Lord, for those that need the wind of the Holy Spirit, we pray now that your wind of your spirit would come on them and in them and to them. For those that need a breath of God, Lord, invigorate them now. Fill them with life. Lord, for those that need the fire of your Holy Spirit, maybe those that need purifying, we pray that the fire of your Holy Spirit will cleanse and set free, purify. Lord, for those that need to be ignited again, to have a fresh passion for you, for your word, the Bible, and for reaching out to others. We pray now that you will ignite them with the fire of your Holy Spirit. For all those who are thirsty, we pray, pour out your Holy Spirit now and make those springs of living water well up to overflowing. We pray for the oil of your Holy Spirit on everyone who's about to embark in a new call, in a new day, for a new enterprise. Anoint them for this new season and this new task. And for everybody who needs a healing, if you need a healing, put your hand on your heart now. Lord Jesus, we're praying now for the oil of your healing, your healing balm, 
bathe every single one of us with your healing presence. Where there is any kind of disease, sickness, infection or virus, we pray that you will wash it out of our bodies now. And where there has been any kind of degeneration, we pray for regeneration and we pray for restoration. Bathe us in the healing oil of your Holy Spirit. And we pray for all those that need the dove of your Holy Spirit. We pray for all those that need peace. Where there is any kind of anxiety, we pray that your perfect love would cast out fear. So on this Pentecost Sunday, we pray, fill us with your Holy Spirit. And we pray for God's blessing, the blessing of God, the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be with you. Be blessed and be a blessing to others. Amen.